Hey guys, welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is your host, Stephanie, and we have had a busy week here in the Sims household. My niece, who was actually born at 28 weeks, and I think at some point even dropped down to like one pound, two ounces. I mean, she was the tiniest little thing. She just had her first birthday this past Saturday, and she is just as healthy and happy and as sweet as can be. And so we are just so, so thankful for her sweet little self and her health and everything that goes along with it. And we also had the pre-trial for our foster daughter and the court date for PC was set for the end of April. And that is basically fancy words to say that parental rights are being terminated and the county will take permanent custody of her. And from there, usually adoption is the natural next step. But this has been a really hard week for us because we love her so much, but we have decided to say no to adopting her. And we have decided to say no because there are some severe mental health issues that run in her family. And to protect her story, that's really all I'm going to say on here, but we just don't feel equipped to deal with some of the probabilities that will come up with her later. And we also know that there is a couple who are in their mid-30s that have no kids that really, really want her. So we know that it's the best decision for everyone, but I personally really struggle because as someone who has just a huge heart for orphan care, I personally feel like I am loving her conditionally. But I know in my heart that my no is someone else's yes to have her as their daughter. So I'm really at peace with it, (laughs) but it is still just been a really emotional week for us. And my prayer for her is just that she knows that she has been loved and wanted and longed for by so many people along this process. And Jay Warren Welch says this, what if they only need you for a little while? Can you handle that? Are you strong enough to be their bridge? In this case, with our sweet foster girl, reminds me of that quote or saying, whatever you want to call it. And we are really just the bridge for her. You know, we are just keeping her safe and loved and nurtured until her forever family holds her in their arms. And I am going to be, at some point, (laughs) okay with that. So... That's really all the update, all the updates there are in the Sims household. But last week, you guys, last week, we talked about how to be a united front in our marriage. And if you haven't listened, I would really encourage you to go check it out. For those of you who did and have engaged in our community group, I have loved the vulnerability and the engagement this week. I have had so many women connect with me over areas they are struggling to find kind of a consensus on. And I think there's been some healthy discussion and healthy growth this week just among the different moms, whether whether you're in my community group or um, you're just texting me or you're sending me messages. I love to hear from all of you, and I'm just seeing so many of you guys take action, and I absolutely love it. And for those of you who are not yet connected, you can join our Facebook group, Legacy Through Motherhood, and I would love to have your voice. All right, so moving on. To our topic today, this week, we are back to our cycle on mindset. This is our third mindset episode. That's crazy to me. But in the first two are actually some of my most listened to episodes. The very first episode outside of like setting the stage and what to expect is called The Battle for Your Mind. And it has generated the most discussion 
And then the self-limiting belief episode led to a ton of just really deep conversations after the episode aired. Um, It was all about our brain. It was about addiction, what we have control over and what we don't. It was an episode that I absolutely loved recording because I think when we truly understand the way that our brain works, we regain the power to control our outcomes and our attitude. And really like the sky is a limit on what we can achieve, um, you know, in our life or in our day to day, in our marriage, our finances, whatever that may be. So today we are going to pick up on kind of what I teased in the middle of last week's episode, which was called being a united front in your marriage when you don't necessarily agree on things. And I went through a seven step framework to work through when you and your spouse don't necessarily agree on a topic, whether that be big or small, in order to just present a united front in your marriage. But this week, I want to talk about another strategy that makes the whole thing, like marriage in general, easier, or maybe decision-making in marriage. And here's my question to you. What is the mission for your family? What mission are you on as a family? And if your answer is like, oh, what? (laughs) I have absolutely no idea. That's cool because I've been there, right? Like, I don't know. I have kids. I work. We don't hate each other. And we just take it day by day. Okay. (laughs) But how inspirational is that? (laughs) Do you guys know what manifestation is or what it means? Because it's a word that I've been um, hearing a lot or that it's a word that I've always heard But I've just started to really think about how powerful it is. And to manifest something is to kind of bring it to fruition, or at least how I think of it, that's kind of what it means to me. It's kind of like saying, or it's kind of like the saying, you know, what we think about, we bring about. If you are manifesting a culture in your home of love and kindness and thoughtfulness, then you will most likely see kids and people who are mostly loving, kind, and thoughtful. If you manifest anger and short fuses and frustration, you most likely are producing children that have those same qualities. And the root of this word is basically that we have the power and the ability to manifest the life we want to live. We can create a culture within our own home, in our own family, and we can create a future and a livelihood of our family or for our family. Which brings me back to my original question, you guys. What is the mission for your family unit? What are you manifesting in your home that you hope to see the fruit of later? If you haven't thought about that yet, I would ask you to consider thinking about it because the truth is we are all manifesting something, right? Whether or not it is something good, or it is something inspirational, or it's not. It really doesn't matter. You are manifesting something. So what is it that you are manifesting? I talked to, or I talked in the competition for your marriage episode about Justin and I always saying to the boys, first one in bed wins, or you know, the first one done with dinner wins. And we realized we were manifesting a culture of competition, competition between our boys and it was not healthy and they would push and they would shove each other to get in bed first or cry if they didn't like finish their food first it was ridiculous and when we realized this we pivoted and you'll have to check out that episode to hear this whole transformation but now we call ourselves the sims team 
as corny as that may be, it is what it is, but we manifest an environment where we all help each other. And so now they win, whatever, you know, once everyone is in bed or once everyone is done with dinner. So now it's an environment that encourages and supports instead of, you know, one that's self-serving and frustrating for them and for everybody. And now they will help each other, you know, put toothpaste on each other's uh, toothbrushes before bed or, you know, Noah might pick out like pajamas for Graham, my three-year-old, if he's, you know, taking a little bit longer to get ready for bed. So now it's like a team mentality, not a like everyone for themselves mentality in our home. And listen, do they still fight and argue and compete? Yes. But for the most part, we really try to like strive for that. But on a bigger scale, Dave Ramsey says, if you live your life on principle, then 99% of your decisions are already made. If you and your spouse can agree on the big things, then smaller things should be easy decisions. You shouldn't be living in that reactionary mode where you are constantly asking yourself, well, what do we do here? What about this? What about that? What about in this situation? Okay, but what if this happens? That's exhausting. (laughs) Instead, y'all need to talk about some like high level things. For example, one of our goals is to ensure the best education possible for our children. And we know that reading is so, so important. And we're aligned on this. So when we make decisions about preschool or, you know, me homeschooling, like I talked about in the last episode, or or reading schedules or whatever it might be, we filter it through the lens of what is the best education possible for our children. Now, that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Best education to us doesn't mean like the best private school in the area. I mean, Where we live specifically, there are great school districts all around us, and we have chosen the one we are in for a reason. It's not necessarily the best rated academically, but it's the one, it's one of the most diverse school districts in our area, and it's also pretty big. So our boys are going to have to like fight for a spot on a team or whatever the heck they end up doing. There's going to be a lot of competition for sports just because of the sheer size of the classes. So our boys are going to have to earn their spot and we want them to be exposed to big competition throughout their, you know, elementary, middle school, high school years. And the academics at this school district, you know, they're still great. And me being a teacher, I feel confident that I can supplement anywhere that's needed. So this district is perfect for what we think a good education means for our family and for our boys and for our kids future. With finances, we want to be debt-free and have the ability to make choices. We think it's biblical um, to be debt-free. Not think, we know. (laughs) We know it is biblical to be debt-free, right? We want to be able to freely give and to give with abundance. So that looked like getting out of debt and downsizing our life when we realized our spending had gotten completely out of hand. And I'm going to actually walk you guys through our story of downsizing in a future finances episode because it is so doable, you guys. And I think our story is pretty normal to where, you know, we both got good paying jobs. We got married. We kind of like upped the house, up the ante with the house, up the ante with the cars, student loans, like the whole nine. Um, And then all of a sudden, 
this isn't everybody's story, but it is my story, I realized, crap, I want to be a stay-at-home mom and I can't quit because as a teacher, I carried the insurance and it was great and whatever. Um, So we found ourselves like, shoot, (laughs) we have like no margin. We have gotten ourselves in a situation where we can't make the choices we want to make because we haven't played our finances well. We made a lot of money, but we also, that money was outgoing in houses and cars and student loans and bills and whatever the heck else, right? So I'm going to walk you guys through how I actually transitioned to be a stay-at-home mom. Even if that's not your goal, that's okay. Um, and actually got out of debt when I was a stay-at-home mom on one income, okay? So I'm going to walk you through that because if you want to do it, you guys, it's totally doable. So for us, when opportunities arise with our finances, an opportunity to make a choice, it's usually a pretty easy decision. Typically, the question is, is it a priority? And is it something we have the cash to pay for? Is it in the budget? Is it necessary? Is it aligned with our bigger vision of being debt-free and giving abundantly? Does it take away our margin in our finances that we've worked so hard to get? You know, we run things through this lens, you guys, because we have been at a point where, like I just said, we had two really good incomes coming in, but we didn't have much left over for anything else once all the normal bills were paid. So we will not ever, we will not ever make a decision that puts us back in that place ever again. It just will not happen. When it comes to disciplining our kids, we value that our kids are all different. So we don't agree on like a one size fits all strategy, but overall we want our kids to understand why they did what they did and, or maybe not why they did what they did, but why what they did was an issue. Why did it present a problem, right? And not just like be ashamed and punished for it and then not ever talk it through with them. So we really believe that discipline is a learning experience and a place to build relationships and just set up appropriate boundaries and authority within our home. So we run um, the way we discipline our children through that lens, right? It's a learning experience and it is a place where we set boundaries and we set up the authority and where that line is. So it would be good for you and your spouse to have a date night or if you are single, have a date with yourself (laughs) or even possibly invest in a weekend together and just get on the same page on higher level ideals, I guess, in your family. And really the question is, so what do you want for your family when it comes to education? What is the best possible scenario? What about finances? What about your discipline of your children? What's the goal? What's the end goal of your disciplining your children? What about church? What about relationships? What's your end goal for health for your kids? What about their mindset? Right? What are your best case scenarios in each of those areas? If you could be like, if my kids could just really encompass or take away from our family the 18 years they live under our roof, if they could really take this away when it, in the health category, in the finances category, relational category, you know, whatever, what would that be? And once you have that picture, now filter your daily decisions through that lens. I want this or, you know, that at Target. Nope, we are getting out of debt because our goal is to have choices and to give abundantly. And the fact, you know, this dollar spot at Target does not support that. So no, you know, hey, we're going to just skip our 20 minutes of reading tonight. 
Nope. Because that is really important to our version of the best education possible for our children. We are not skipping that. We're going to skip date night this week. You know, we're just too tired to whatever. No, (laughs) because we value our marriage and know that time away, even when we're not like super feeling it, is good for us. I'll just do my affirmations tomorrow. It's cool. (laughs) No, I have belief barriers that I need to work through and that can only be done with consistency. So I will take the 30 seconds and do them today. I do not procrastinate. My kid just did something that really like hurt their brother's feelings or their sister's feelings. Okay, let's talk this through with my child instead of just sending them to time out and then forgetting about it altogether, right? So when you have clarity on the big things, the little things really begin to make decisions for themselves. And I personally made a mission statement for our family and I really want to get it printed on one of those like small wood design. They're basically white signs that have a wood frame around them and they're big, you know, poster size things. And I'm going to share our mission statement with you guys. And I would encourage you to sit down and make one for your family. So this is ours. And I may take some of these out for the final version that, you know, we print out and put on our wall. But for now, here it is. It's a work in progress. In this family, we love God and serve people. We are loving, gracious, respectful, and accepting, never hateful. We choose kindness, joy, patience, and love. We are fully resourced to do all God to do all God has called us to do. That's by the way one of my affirmations that I say daily. We value work ethic, curiosity, servant leadership, contentment, knowledge, adventure, and each other. We take personal responsibility for our actions, and we lead by example. We value being excellent stewards of our time, our money, and our energy that God has given us. We pull our weight at home and always offer to help one another. We communicate freely with kindness and without fear or timidity because our family is a safe place for sharing. We are strong because we are rooted in God's word. We value courage over comfort We are ordinary people empowered by the Holy Spirit doing what Jesus did wherever we are. We give to the needy, look out for others, include everyone, and we stay humble. We have fun together, we stay grateful, we laugh, and we protect each other. We choose collaboration over competition and cheer each other on every chance we get. Above all else, we love deeply, both within our family and out in the world, because all people are God's people. So that was our mission statement, and it just encompasses what our family is about and what we stand for. It's important to note that all of those things aren't always true of our family, but it's something that we really strive to be. It's the mindset and the type of family we want to be and that we are working hard to manifest in our family, and it's something we are working towards every single day. And some days it's successful and some days we just freaking crash and burn, seriously. But we keep that as our North Star, so to speak. The first part of Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I hear that verse a lot in my business podcast I listen to or business circles that I'm in. And it used to, it's used to kind of prove the point of how important it is to have a vision in your business or your life. But the New Living Translation actually says this. 
When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. So in layman's terms, you guys, you are going to be running around like a crazy person, stressed out and frustrated all the daggone time if you don't have some kind of vision or goal. And for people of faith and who see Jesus as their ultimate goal, it makes the goal or the path clear. And there is joy in the journey of becoming more and more Christ-like when it comes to your family and for yourself. So this mission statement and this, I don't know, like setting of an intention (laughs) with your husband or with yourself if you are single is kind of the first step in leading a life you actually want to live and ultimately leaving a legacy you want to leave. If you are planning on building your mission statement, you really just start by aligning it with your core beliefs. Then you have a framework to run all of your daily decisions through. And as you play it out in your decisions, you continue to reverse engineer the overarching goals down to your long and short-term goals. And this kind of runs into your day-to-day decision-making. And it also eases decision fatigue, you guys, because again, if you live your life on principle or have already made those big decisions and the smaller ones are either already made, like the examples I talked about earlier, or there's less branches to those smaller decisions because they lie within a framework of your overall family goal. So let's talk really quickly about how to make your family's personal mission statement. And you just listen to mine. And honestly, you guys, if you connect with mine or any part of mine, steal it. Okay. I will put it in the show notes or, you know, steal some of them and not all of them. It's totally fine with me. I came up with some of them. I Googled some like family mission statements online that you can do, you know, pulled some from there, um, pulled some from just like the Bible really. And, uh, and just kind of created mine, but you will notice that each statement starts with a we and then a verb for the most part. So we are, we value, we have, we choose, we communicate, you know, whatever else. And ours kind of follows the fruit of the spirit pretty heavily, which basically, if you're a Christian, the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if our family desires to be more Christ-like, then our family's fruit should be those things. And like I said, you could probably Google some family mission statements. There's actually a lot of good examples online. And just because sometimes it really helps to read or hear someone else's and, you know, you might identify with their wording or their goals or whatever and just totally take it as your own. And that's totally fine. Stephen R. Covey, who is the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said this, an empowering mission statement has to become a living document, part of our very nature, so that the criteria we've put into it are also in us, in the way we live our lives day by day. So let's get our big vision for our life, you guys, put it into words and speak it into existence. Print it out and put it on your walls like I want to do or write it on a post-it and put it on your daggone fridge. Does not matter. Then let's try to filter all of our daily decisions through the lens of that mission, all while remembering, you know, whatever you guys are doing great with or whatever you are struggling with, 
You are already enough. God's grace covers you in this. And did you know that there is an exclusive community on Facebook just for continuing this conversation we have on this podcast? There are live trainings that I do in there, encouragement, real conversations between other moms or women working hard to just leave the legacy they want to leave. And I'm not sure that there is a better place to spend our time than with a group of women who are just continually looking to better themselves and their family for the future. So count me in for that. (laughs) So join us on Facebook. It's the Legacy Through Motherhood Community with Stephanie Sims. Join me next week as we wrap up the conversation on building wealth. Episode eight is the building wealth part one episode. And it would be a good idea for you to go back and listen to that before we get to episode 14 next week, which will be building wealth part two. Okay. So I hope you guys all have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I am so excited to continue to walk with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.